You are listening to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast, a Burning Hallows production. We are your otherworldly hosts, Alora and Kitty. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to hit the subscribe button to receive notifications of future weekly episodes. Be sure to visit my website at alorarain.com to grab a tarot reading numerology or soul origin profile. And if you'd like to get your hands on supplemental Book of Shadows pages, as well as exclusive mini-sodes, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash burninghallows. Also, before we really dive in, we'd like to stop and give a shout out to a few of our newest patrons, Donna and Kim. You both rock, and thank you for the support. And now, on to the show. Snap, crackle, pop. What's a brewing in the witch's pot? It's Autumn Oracles, and we feel it's only right to continue our popular Kitchen Witch series with an episode focused just on enchanted entrees. We're talking witchy tips, culinary tricks, and enchanted recipes perfect for making magic hearthside and invoking those dark fairy tale fall vibes in every meal. So grab your crock pot and wooden spoon and settle in for a bubbling good time. All right, so have you cooked any big magical dinners recently? Ugh, big ones, no. I mean, you know, life happens. Things happen. I mean, I've been cooking regular dinners, but it just depends on what's going on, right, with the family. Yeah. I say like, a, well, I mean, I did make a, it's not a dinner, but I made a pumpkin bread pudding based on my great-grandmother's recipe, but I added pumpkin and spices to it recently. Oh, nice. How about you? No, I haven't done anything big and magical, I would say. Uh, however, the closer we get to the holidays, I'm sure I will bust out my pumpkin cookie recipe for sure. I freaking love all the things pumpkin. Me too. <laughs> I don't care who knows it. Y'all can just freaking eat it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first thing we're going to talk about is autumn foods to maybe include in your witchy entrees this season. And if you're listening to this podcast, and it's not autumn where you are currently, consider researching and noting what your seasonal foods are, as well as maybe local produce and locally sourced items, if possible. Right. Because where I am, it's spring. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm aware of that. So, but, but as far as autumn foods go, we have a running list here of things you might want to consider if it's autumn where you are currently, or, you know, it will be at some point. So uh, veggies, specifically root vegetables like carrots, parsnips, turnips, potatoes. That's a big one, at least we're in the United, in the United States, excuse me. Sweet potatoes and onions. These are all appropriate as fall as well as Samhain foods. Mm. So also all autumn squashes and gourds, which include acorn squash, butternut squash, spaghetti squash, and pumpkins. Mm. freaking love me some pumpkin everything 
Holla. <laughs> Fruits. We're specifically talking about apples, blackberries, figs, grapes, and pomegranates. These are all traditional Samhain and Halloween foods. Nothing like spooky season. Exactly. Exactly. As far as meats, if you eat meat, roast porks, roasted chickens, turkey, sausages, and bratwurst, specifically when we're talking about celebrating Oktoberfest, which my family does because I have some German people in my family actually from Germany, and it's a big thing. So we eat a lot of brats and drink beer in October. Okay, corn and grains like wheat, rye, barley, etc. Or beer. <laughs> of course, or beer. Let's add that again. Bread is traditional and evocative of Samhain and basically all things autumn. I mean, we start making, we make bread throughout the year, let's be honest, but also it's a big thing for Lunasa, Maven, and Samhain. Mm-hmm. Herbs and spices for this season, cinnamon, ginger, star anise, cloves, pepper, rosemary, thyme, pumpkin spice, which is a combination, I believe, of cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, as well as cumin. And we use a lot of brown sugar during this season as well. And that kind of bleeds into winter, but we're not going there yet. Wines, red and mold, apple cider, and then obviously a lot of candy and sweets because it's autumn and Halloween. Yes, for sure. And there's a Maven moon wine that I love to make. Yeah, you keep you keep talking about this, but I need to like see the recipe. <laughs> yes, I have the recipe. I will definitely be posting it when we get to I think we're gonna do a kitchen witch episode on beverages. Yep. I'm gonna need to see it because you talk a lot of Maven moon wine smack. So mm. So good. Made in a crock pot. Got lots of. Mm, mm, <laughs> it sounds like mold is mold wine, right? So you put spices and things, fruit maybe yeah. or something into it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's delicious. It sounds awesome. So as far as this episode goes, we're specifically going to be focusing on some witchy dinners or entrees that are perfect for the autumn season. Yes. So I'm going to basically break down a couple recipes by ingredients and then briefly go through how to make them. But I want you all to know that I do have the recipes uploaded to our Patreon page. You can get the full recipes there and print them out and make them yourself. Meal number one, and this is a meat loving meal. Meal number one is the herb roasted chicken with the traditional Irish coal cannon. So this is basically comfort food in autumn at its finest, in my opinion. And it's the perfect combination for a Samhain dinner or if you're going to put on a dumb supper for Samhain for your ancestors as well. Mm. So the ingredients for the chicken... We're going to go over the magical properties, basically, for each. So as far as the chicken goes, it is one of the oldest domesticated animals. In some traditions, chickens are believed to banish evil spirits. Therefore, they promote a protected household when eaten. And we all know that chicken noodle soup does some wonders when we're sick. Therefore, chickens are also associated with healing magic. Mm. Makes sense, too, why they're probably one of the most sacrificed animals in traditions that still practice Yes. Absolutely. Yep. That's where the protective kind of 
part comes in for sure. Again, I'm going through the ingredients. We'll talk about how we put it all together in the next part. So the next ingredient is lemons. Lemons are used for purification. They are aligned with the moon, apparently. We learned that uh, recently. And they are basically the secret ingredient in making the perfectly moist roasted chicken in an oven. Hmm. Literally the secret. Yeah. Makes sense. Mark it down. Okay. <laughs> Write this down. It's the acidity in the lemon. It's the, it's the juices. All right. <laughs> Next is rosemary. We have rosemary for health, vitality, clarity of mind, prosperity, and love. It's also called elf leaf because it's believed to draw elves to your garden when you grow it there. Just a fun mm. fact. Love that. For I the know. Elves. I know. I love it too. Thyme is also a favorite of the fairies. It was used in ancient times in funerary services to aid the spirit in transitioning peacefully. It mm. is an awesome Samhain herb since we are rather focused on our ancestors at this time, as well as the fae. Onion is a powerful warding ingredient. When eaten during the autumn season, it keeps evil spirits at bay as well as illness. Keeps people at bay too. Oh yeah, for sure. Running <laughs> <Let it> out. <laughs> Dude, I love onions. I don't care what anybody says. Butter is made from milk and links us to the divine feminine and motherhood. It's also nourishing and promotes abundance. Mm. Salt, one of this witch's and most kitchen witches favorite ingredients to work with as it's super versatile. My preferred salt is Himalayan pink, but any type will work for this recipe. It's protective and cleansing. And when we slather it all over the bird, it makes the skin super crispy and delicious. And if you're interested, you'll find an ent entire article on salt magic on Otherworldly Oracle. It, <laughs> it's really <laughs> interesting, too, because over here, things are not spiced, really. I mean, I've made this comment before, but there's not a lot of salt used uh, in, in Australian cooking. So it's been a journey to get my household used to the use of salt. <laughs> Oh my God. I, I just, I know. And I understand that, but I'm just, I'm such a salt person, you know? <laughs> okay. And the last ingredient for this chicken is pepper. There's also, I just posted an entire article on pepper magic on otherworldlyoracle.com, but it's just as potent as salt for protection, in my opinion, banishing negativity and it promotes good health. And depending on the kind you use, it might also have some extra magical properties. So for example, there is something called pink pepper and we can use that for self-love and preservation as well. So how do you make the freaking chicken? Let's talk about it. So you're going to quarter your onion and lemons. You're going to keep your herbs on the sprigs. So hopefully you have fresh. It's best with fresh herbs. You're going to clean your chicken and pat it dry. Then you're going to preheat. I like to preheat the oven about around this time at to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Convert if you're Celsius. <laughs> you're going to rub yes. the salt and pepper all over the skin. And like, you're going to do this liberally, like a handful of salt and a handful of pepper. I know it sounds ridiculous to some people, but just trust me on this. And at that, after that, you're going to stuff the chicken with your quartered onion, your lemon and your fresh herbs. And then you're going to tie the legs. This sounds very feisty. Tie the legs. <laughs> also for so, those who... Also, yeah. for those who cook in Celsius, 350 is about 175. Perfect. 
And keep in mind, this is you're going to be roasting the chicken about 20 minutes per pound. And can you do? You, I don't know what does pounds convert to over there. So over here we use kilograms. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one kilogram is 2.2 pounds. Okay. There you All have right. it. <laughs> so you do 40 minutes per kilogram. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. So the whole point here, the key to making a delicious moist whole chicken or even a turkey, because I've done it with turkeys too, is to stuff it with lemon or even orange quarters and herbs. The citric acid steams inside the chicken or the bird and keeps the meat moist rather than drying it out by other methods. Mm. Yeah, that's the secret. The lemon also infuses the chicken on a magical level with different things, including expelling darkness or negativity. And so it's really the perfect ingredient in a in an autumn meal since winter is coming and, you know, the sun has, is starting to slowly die from the sky, so to speak. Got it. Okay. And towards the end, when you're about 30 minutes, um, excuse me, when you have about 30 minutes left of roasting the chicken, you want to melt about a half a stick of butter. Yes. A half a stick. And then you're going to pour it over the chicken and then you're going to baste the chicken with its juices until it's done. And then you let it rest. Um, I have a question. Sure. So butter here, unsalted or salted butter? You can do either. I've done it both ways. Gotcha. Okay. If you use salted, it's going to be, the skin will be extra salty. So if people don't mind it extra salty, then it doesn't matter. But maybe living right. in Australia where people don't like salt, maybe use unsalted. <laughs> yeah, come on. But the skin is very crispy and very, very salty. So, but you can, obviously you don't have to eat the skin. You can pull it off and just eat the chicken. And it's amazing that way too. Gotcha. So to go along with this, I put coal cannon and coal cannon is pronounced coal cannon. And it's a famous dish made and eaten on Samhain as well as other Sabbaths in Ireland. Mm. Back in the day, it was cheap to make and it was eaten year round, basically, along with other Irish foods like cabbage and maybe even corned beef, at least for my grandparents and great grandparents. Um, after they came to the U.S. I don't know if corned beef is popular in Ireland or not. I'm not positive about that. So I know it's an mm. Irish-American thing. But anyway, so some folks will also add bits of meat to the coal cannon, including salted ham, bacon, or pork. Got it. So according to the Smithsonian Magazine, coal cannon was first recorded in 1735 by a Welsh traveler. He claimed to have eaten the mashed potato dish with roasted mutton. So even more interesting, coal cannon is used as a means of divination on Samhain Eve. Small objects are placed in the potato dish. And when you eat your serving, whatever object you find predicts your year's fortune to come. For example, if you find a ring, you're going to be married. And a coin means you'll find riches, etc. Obviously, just be careful if you're going to do this. I was going to say, people... what are we throwing like a bag of charms <laughs> into the potatoes? For like... sure. Yeah, that's what they freaking do or done or whatever. So you just have to warn people, hey, there's small objects in this dish. Please don't choke on it. <laughs> I feel like this is setting it up for like the sow and hunger games. <laughs> right. <laughs> the one who doesn't choke is the victor. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. And obviously, if you have small children, please don't put objects in uh, there. It might not be good to include small children in that yeah, kind of no. game. 
this is good for like a coven meal, right? Where everyone's right. expecting it. And, you know, it's it's a, a kind of a fun activity even. A part of the cold can and the ingredients are potatoes, obviously. Potatoes are actually part of the nightshade family, which huh. were once thought to be poisonous. They are tubers that grow in the earth and therefore are linked to the earth and to the divine feminine. They're also great for grounding and protection work. Mm, love that. Butter. There's a lot of butter in this dish. We've already discussed butter, but essentially we're talking about motherhood and nourishment as well as abundance again. Mm. Cabbage is often included and cabbage has a high water content. And so it's connected to the moon. It also promotes fertility. Here we're thinking of Cabbage Patch Kids, if anyone <laughs> remembers that. For real, that's why. If you are close to 40 and over. <laughs> you know what a Cabbage Patch Kid is. Remember when they got the little birth certificates and everything with them? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I was a very strange child and I hated Cabbage Patch Kids um, because... I could not, have, you're going to laugh. I could not have a baby that had hair because it wasn't a baby. <laughs> That's the most Virgo thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, like legit. I, my parents would buy me dolls and stuff and I would refuse to play with them as my babies if they had hair because I was like, no, that's not a baby. Babies don't have hair. <laughs> Again, Virgo, perfectionist. Good Lord. Just roll with it, woman. I need real. <laughs> You're hilarious. Oh my God. Okay. Cold cannon, the other ingredients. We've talked about salt. We've talked about pepper. Salt, purification, protection. Pepper, also protection. It also banishes evil. Again, we said added charms. These are optional. And again, you know, think about this before you start putting a bunch of like tiny objects in your mashed potatoes. But essentially, you're going to be boiling and mashing the potatoes, adding your butter, salt, and pepper along the way, and then mixing in your cooked shredded cabbage at the end, as well as if you chose to like add bacon or salted pork, that kind of thing. I don't know that I could make this dish because I don't like the smell of cabbage. It is funky. I mean, it's and it doesn't cause like good smells later on either. <laughs> right. I'd be like, can I just make a pot of mashed potatoes? It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's optional. Like if you just want the potatoes and the butter and the salt and pepper, like just make some mashed potatoes. Yeah. All good. And just call it cold, cold cannon, right? Let's talk about meal number two. This is going to be the second half of the episode. Okay. This is a savory pumpkin soup with rosemary garlic bread. Mm. We've talked about how much we love pumpkin. I don't care who knows it. I am a basic witch. I love pumpkin during this season. Pumpkin spice. So I like the sweet version of pumpkin. I also like the savory version. I like it all. My favorite pumpkin savory dish would have to be pumpkin ravioli with peanut sauce. <sighs> so good. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to try that out. That sounds delightful. Hmm. Savory pumpkin soup. What are the ingredients? Pumpkin a puree. You get this in a can. Okay, not the pumpkin pie filling because that has like spices and sugar and things added. You want the actual canned pumpkin, plain. Right. So uh, pumpkins actually took the place of turnips for carving purposes in the new world. So yep. before that, obviously, our Scots and Irish ancestors were using turnips and other like very hard 
uh, root vegetables to carve into, which I feel like probably caused a lot of, um, you know, sores on the hands and things. But Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> they were very terrifying, though. Look up turnip jack-o'-lanterns, and it is the stuff of nightmares. Pumpkins okay. represent prosperity as well as protection, because we're thinking jack-o'-lanterns here. Shape-shifting, yes. I know, that's interesting. And I don't remember where I got that from, so I will put it on the infographic. <laughs> okay. And they're also actually linked to the goddess and moon energy as well. Nice. Also in pumpkin soup, we have chicken broth or chicken stock. We talked about this before with the roasted chicken, but chickens ward off evil spirits and they promote health. You can either buy it from the store, like pre-made, obviously comes in like a can or a package, or you can make it yourself at home for added flavor and medicinal medicinal benefits. Mm. I make my own typically and I freeze it so that I have it, you know, throughout the year. As far as spices that are going into your pumpkin soup, we have garlic. Garlic is also a warding herb. If you didn't know, hasn't if you've never watched like movies from the 70s and 80s on vampires, they're always like wearing garlic necklaces. And in The Lost Boys, they put a bunch of garlic bulbs into a bathtub. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> yes. And I love it, though, because the vampires fall. He falls into the bathtub and he's like, garlic doesn't work, boys. And 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 they say, holy water does. And they spray him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so garlic, salt, obviously protective and purifying. The recipe that I use does add a little bit of cinnamon, only a quarter teaspoon, and a little bit of nutmeg, only a quarter teaspoon, because you don't want to make your pumpkin soup too sweet, but you want it to have a little bit of the spice kind of to it. Does that make sense? Right. Okay, as well as an eighth of a teaspoon of cloves. Cloves are also very protective, but they also amplify any any intention that you have. Got it. Okay. Also a, you want just a tiny dash of cayenne. I don't know. I like my pumpkin soup kind of spicy. And once again, cayenne is a warding ingredient, but it can also like increase passion, right? If you want to look at it that way. Oh yeah. So remember with cooking, you can take, for me, I can take a lot of intentions and put it into one dish. Oh, yeah, for sure. With a lot of magic and spells and things, we don't tend to like take a ton of intentions and put them all into one. But with when you're cooking, it just works out that way. Mm. In addition, the rest of your recipe is going to include heavy cream. So we're, we're thinking about milk, divine motherhood, nourishment, abundance, same as butter. And on the top, I like to put pumpkin seeds. So again, prosperity and protection. And then cheese is actually optional, but it does kind of add an extra like creamy aspect to the dish. Mm. When you're making your pumpkin soup, it's really simple to make. You can make it in a stock pot. You can put it in an instant pot, but basically you are, I don't, I, I just want to say blending it all together. Unless you're adding, some people put onions in it, then you're going to saute those first, like in butter and then add your wet ingredients. But as far as this recipe goes, it's pretty simple. You just blend it all together. You simmer it like over low, and then you garnish it with your your pumpkin seeds and your cheese. Boom. Mm. There you have it. 
Boom. <laughs> Pumpkin soup. And I would go into like in depth as far as how to make rosemary garlic bread, but we don't have enough time, A, and B, it's a very lengthy process. So I will provide a recipe for everyone. And it is a modified recipe of Tasty's recipe. Oh, if anyone yeah. has that app. Yep. We talked about that, I think, briefly in the last episode, Kitchen Witch episode. Just know bread making, the whole process is magical. We've talked about that too. I think if you have time on a Saturday or Sunday or whenever you're off to really kind of relax and take the day to make this loaf of bread, then that's best. And adding fresh herbs to it, like rosemary and garlic is just freaking perfect for autumn. Being able to dunk that bread into the soup is just satisfying, freaking divine. <laughs> yes. And I'm so hungry right now and I'm gonna have to go to bed and not eat. But anyway, <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, you can go with so many different things like during the fall. You can take any any of the ingredients that we listed in the beginning and just run with it, right? Be inspired by any of those things. And I mean, use Pinterest, use Google, use Tasty, use Whisk. Like there's so many things that you can look at and yeah, just make up your own kind of menu. Uh, can I ask a question? Yeah. Okay. This is just my own imagination, I guess. Okay. But- have you ever seen or have you made or are you working on basically a grimoire of recipes that like when you list out the ingredients, it's like chicken and then chickens ward off evil spirits, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like has all of the magical properties. Uh, I am writing it for myself. Yeah, because yeah. Is I just recently actually purchased three different kitchen grimoire, book of shadows, whatever that these authors wrote. And it's not like that. Huh. I thought that that's what I was going to get, like as far as how they advertise it. Right. But it's not. It's always like, this is the recipe. And, you know, and, and they're great. Like, I'm not trying to knock on the recipes and everything. Recipes are hard to write and modify and everything else. But they're never like, yeah, this is the ingredient and this is what it does. I don't know why. Maybe you should make one. Well, I'm making it for myself, but I mean, maybe I can make it for other people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it would just be really cool to actually have a grimoire like that. Because that's agree. what I, yeah. because when I think kitchen witch stuff, that's what I imagine and envision that yes. kitchen witches do. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I don't do that with every single meal you know, but there is a running like list in my mind, what does what? And then, you know, when I have the time to really focus in and think on these things, which is usually like once or twice a week, then I, then I put the extra effort and, and intention into it, if that makes sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. Yeah. But no, it's disappointing because you think there should be a book where I can just open it and it says, you know, herb roasted chicken, the chicken is for this, the rosemary is for this, the thyme is for this, the onions for that. No, it just doesn't. I don't know that it exists, at least not from what I found, which well, reminds me, I will, you guys will definitely see that on the Book of Shadow recipe pages. Awesome. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to stay tuned for our next installments in our Kitchen Witch series on bewitching beverages and divine desserts. And remember, whether you're in the land of the Fae or the land of the ancestors, stay otherworldly. <laughs>